Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Radio WRVA. Oh, you should see what's going on behind the scenes. And because of all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, I can't show you what's going on behind the scenes. But I lost an outlet. When? Like three minutes ago. So I am fishing wires and electrical cords and trying these outlets. Oh, I know what I need. I need Shane from ELS to come over. Put on his red cape and just fix everything up. He could do it. By the way. If anybody is really taking any of Donald Trump's comments seriously, I'm please, complete and total jokes all the way around. Donald Trump was on with Sean Hannity the other night. And uh, Hannity says, well, you're going to be a dictator? And Trump, in true Trump fashion, says, well, only on day one. Now, it's clearly a joke unless you are a moron or, or you know, one of the leaders of the Democrat Party. And we, we, oh, I know I'm repeating myself there, but that's besides the point. It's just outrageous. Absolutely freaking outrageous. And here we go. Here we go with the Democrats saying, oh, you know, everybody's going to talk. Nobody has to talk about this. You people, the Democrats, have a convict... Right there in the House of Representatives. Right? Convicted of a crime. Jamal Bowman from New York. On videotape, pulling the fire alarm to disrupt a vote in Congress. He's guilty. He admits that he's guilty. You keep him in Congress. You have George Santos, who, again, I'm not exactly going to trust to buy anything from. But him, we kick out. He's the sixth person in the history of the House of Representatives to be expelled from Congress. The other five were already convicted of crimes. Make no mistake, I don't have any great love for George Santos. But I think it's just outrageous that you're kicking him to the curb and then you've got the bottom feeders all circling the wagons now. Well, you know, Donald Trump said he was going to be a dictator on day one. And, and, you know, what's he going to do on day one? He's going to line people up and he's going to... uh, And it's like, oh my God, do you not have a sense of humor? Even if you don't think he's funny, do you not have a sense of humor? It's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Hey, uh, Brian Kilmeade's going to be with us at uh, 3.35. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him. Our pal Mike Dickinson is going to be along as well. Special uh, double shot of Mike this week because the, <laughs> the Richmond City Sheriff is once again being held up to ridicule because she is so grossly incompetent and is such a danger to public safety. We have to admit this. Somebody at some point has to come along and remove Antoinette Irving from the post of sheriff of the city of Richmond. This report that has now come out is, is to put it mildly, damning. The State Board of Local and Regional Jails now says that the City of Richmond Justice Center, the Richmond City Justice Center, which is the city jail, must undertake a number of things 
because they have just failed so miserably, including security rounds. You know, the deputy sheriffs are supposed to go around inside the city jail and make sure that things are, well, as good as they can be. And they're not doing that. They talk about forgery. That's a big thing. Staff monitoring of security rounds, automated security round system. There's a whole slew of things in here that need to be done, and it's pretty clear that the sheriff has failed with every single issue. Every single one. All officers will receive training on the penalty for forging public records. Let me tell you something. That's huge. That's a huge, huge, huge issue. Anybody going to call them out on that? Anybody going to say, well, geez, uh, you know, maybe something ought to be done. This whole thing, by the way, came down. It's, uh, it's all dated November the 15th. And uh, the sheriff has a very fancy signature, by the way. It's so fancy, you really can't read it. And, but she did write in there, seen and reviewed. Has she implemented any of these policies? Is she going to do anything to safeguard those folks who are at the Richmond City Jail? You tell me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It is an absolute outrage that she is still there as the sheriff of the city of Richmond. It is nothing short of a disgrace. How many people have to die inside the Richmond city jail before somebody on some level says, okay, I think that's enough. Maybe we should do something about it. I'm not even talking about the deputy sheriffs. Right? Like, oh, Jeff, you're all it's, it's all about the the law enforcement. No, I I'd like them to be safe. But I think the inmates also need to be safe. And I'm telling you right now, the inmates are not safe at the Richmond City Jail because you have a handful of inmates who are really running that operation. The sheriff God only knows what she's doing. The last time that uh, there was any sort of uh, news about the sheriff that didn't involve a, a death in the city jail, it was about her buying, what were they, off-road vehicles, the four-wheeler thingies? Well, it was just the dumbest freaking thing in history. How, well, what are you going to use those for? I mean, honest to God, what are you going to use them for, the off-road vehicles? Are, are they going to be used to deliver warrants or transport prisoners? Because I don't think you can do it. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think you can do it. It's just outrageous. Anyway, I'm going to post that whole thing up there, and you can uh, you can take a look at it. Uh, a lot of stuff, as I said, that we're going to deal with today. Uh, Ryan Kilmeade will be along at uh, 3.35. We're looking forward to catching up with Kilmeade. And uh, while we're talking about People making statements and not being held accountable for them. Yesterday in Congress, the presidents of the University of Pennsylvania, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and Harvard University all sat in front of Congress and said, calling for the genocide of Jews is not necessarily a bad thing. It would only be a bad thing if, in fact, you know, you uh, actually killed a Jew. And even then, even then, we'd have to somehow, some way, review it and discuss it and analyze it. This is what passes for higher education in this day and age. I mean, there are certain professions we know have just uh, lost all credibility. You know that, and I know that. Vast majority of the legacy news people wouldn't give you a nickel for any of them, right? Higher education officials wouldn't give you a nickel for any of them. And now you're seeing what's going on. Now, we have the uh, the audio for that. Now, there, there are whew, 
You want to talk about a lot of audio. We got a lot of it, but I'm going to let you hear some of it in just a couple of moments because I, I just, I need you. I need you to actually hear what these folks are saying for you to understand how dangerous it is for people on college campuses. Remember now, at Harvard, at Penn, don't know about MIT, but I'd be willing to bet. If you refer to a guy who's dressed as a gal, as a guy, you've committed a major, major offense. You are going to be just, just drummed right out of the academy. Even though what you're saying is absolutely positively correct. But if you go around that same college campus calling for the slaughter of Jews, eh, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Not a problem. Imagine that. But I'm telling you, that's what's happening right now. And it was uh, Congresswoman uh, Elise Stefanik out of New York who did the questioning. She, just so you know, is an alum of Harvard University. So we're going to listen to that in a couple of moments. we got Brian Kilmeade coming up at uh, 3.35. I'll remind you real fast about the text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. It is 314 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Well, we're moving on now. collection of sitcoms good times there right moving on up no 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 wait a minute good times are the no, wait a minute no wait a minute no no I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused here hold on a second now I hear that a little bit more so confused i was trying to pull some theme songs earlier today and honest to goodness i had them all mixed up in my head every single last one of them and i i, I had uh oh gosh well i don't know jeremy's handling it. all i'm gonna say jeremy's got them all handled and we'll get exactly the right ones at the right times uh i had all in the family that i was listening to and and for the the first couple of uh moments i'm listening i i, I had it with uh I don't know. I think I had that with the Jeffersons. Don't ask me what's going on. It's been a, it's been another one of those days, kids. All right, uh, with, with Heidi and then the, uh, the, the power going out and the rest. Anyway, all right. So all is good, but I want you to take a listen to what passes for leadership when it comes to. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So-called Ivy League institutions. Now, we got time here. Let us do a cut number four, please. A Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to it's free speech... It's a yes speech. or no question. Is that corrected? Is that 
okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes extends. or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is also, against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the def definition of intifada. Is that speech, speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, you and I both know that's offensive. not the case. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? Wow. Wow. That's the, that's the president of Harvard. That's Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, by the way, who went to Harvard. She represents portion of New York in Congress, and she had questions for the president of the University of Pennsylvania, the president of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and the president of Harvard University, all of whom, by the way, brilliant women, absolutely brilliant women, but by God, they just don't understand these questions. Well, I, I, sure, I mean, I, I, people calling for the, for the murder of Jews is... Well, it's it's personally personally abhorrent, but uh, I, you know, until they kill a Jew on the common, uh, there's nothing we can do. Uh, until they actually go into the dorms and drag the Jewish students out and slaughter them on Harvard Square, there's just nothing we can do. Sorry about that. We'd love to help, but you know, uh, for us, it's just not really the, the the biggest issue. How shameful is this? You want to talk about personally abhorrent. What these college presidents say is personally abhorrent to me. It ought to be abhorrent to everybody. But instead, what are we hearing about? You tell me. Oh, you know, Donald Trump said he's going to be a dictator on day one. Now we're going to go into a meltdown mode. But university presidents saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Calling for the slaughter of Jews. Well, you know, it's... What are you going to do? And you and I both know. You and I both know. If somebody were on any of those campuses saying, we ought to slaughter all the black people here, they'd be kicked out of school immediately. If somebody stood up and said, I'm going to go find transgender students and we're going to kill them, they'd be kicked out of the college. But when they stand up and say, we're going to go find the Jews and kill them, yeah, what are you gonna? You know, I mean, it's 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 all about acting. It, it's uh, it's like tomato, tomato. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. 
All right, deep breath, calming breath, serenity now, right, uh, Mr. Costanza? Uh, our friend, uh, Brian Kilmeade, is scheduled to be with us at 335. Fingers are crossed that it all works out as it should. Yeah, look, say it's been one of those days. So if something goes wrong on that, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to be overly surprised. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. 35, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I got to tell you something. Tomorrow, just 24 hours from now, Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard is going to be on this program. And uh, he has a very, 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 very special announcement. Just so you know, you don't want to be anywhere else tomorrow at 335. Just like today, you put it on your calendar, you wrote it on your hand, you, you took magical marker, put it up on the wall. Brian Kilmeade from Fox News joining us, and I'm so happy to say that he's here. Good afternoon, Mr. Kilmeade. Jeff, how's it going? It, it's going well. We're thrilled to uh, to hear your voice, and uh, you, you've got your hands full with all the stuff that's going on in the world, plus, you know, writing these amazing books. You're a busy guy. Yeah, I mean, we're doing the same thing. You also have the New York City traffic, so I cannot ask it to. But you get the real sense of being on the street in New York, anyway, uh, and the chaos that surrounds it. Uh, it's just amazing. Outside my building, I saw 10 people that obviously don't speak the language just sitting there. And I have no idea. We have nowhere to put the illegal immigrants in our, in our city. There's nowhere to put them. I mean, literally, the hotels are tapped out. But uh, just been traveling around the best I can, telling people about Teddy and Booker T., yeah. Uh, and not missing any work. That's uh, that's the big balance act. <laughs> I honest to goodness, I don't know how you do it, but I'm thrilled that you do because we uh, we certainly enjoy you uh, in the mornings on Fox, and then uh, well, every time you pop up on Fox. And Teddy and Booker T. These are these are two fascinating characters in American history. Uh, what was it that prompted you to even look at these two and say, not only am I writing a book, I'm going to put them together. So, yeah, Jeff, you were kind enough to have me on with the President of Freedom Fighter, Frederick Douglass, and uh, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, in the Battle for America's Soul, because I want to move up in time, and I get to the Civil War, and George Floyd thing is going crazy, and I'm thinking, do I really need to talk about race? And I thought, definitely, let's talk about it, with all these people that work so hard, that sacrifice so much in order to move our country forward, and just get a perspective. And with people like us, for example, they think that we look back at our past, and we think it's pristine and perfect, and what's the big deal that the founding fathers had slaves? They knew it was a big deal. We know that was wrong. But, with it, but here's the thing. Every continent on the planet had slaves. When it wasn't black, it was everything. You know, Indians had slaves of other tribes. I'm not diminishing it. I'm saying it. So how do I tell, how do I examine this part of American history and bring us through it? How about the people like Booker T. Washington, born a slave until he was nine? No shoes. This guy had slept on the dirt floor, lucky to have one meal a day. Never knew his dad or his birthday. Uh, Mom worked 20 hours a day, also enslaved, remembers being freed, and then talked about the journey to West Virginia and what it took for him to get an education, 400 miles to Hampton College on $12. No cars, obviously, finding a way to get there. And I just thought we need to hear that story because he became the most influential man of his generation, and Teddy Roosevelt was his partner for it. Okay, now this is the thing that uh, a lot of people are are not going to be aware of that this there, there's a, a a connection that you're you're weaving here that you're illustrating with uh, with Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, so, thanks. Yeah, tie tie that together, man. Well, here's the thing: if if anyone can read a book today and get through it in uh, you know a day, it's uh, read Booker T. Washington's autobiography, Up from Slavery. That's what Teddy Roosevelt did. He got an advanced copy. He's vice president of the United States. And he's like, this is unbelievable. His wife reads and goes, we've got to meet this guy. They set up a meeting April 1st, 1901 in New York City. And he says, listen, I don't have a lot to do with vice president, but I've got to work with you. I've got to get the South together. I've got to be, let them know that we care. We've got to get this country together once and for all. He's like, I would love to be able to work. Yeah, I plan on running for president one day. He said, great. Next thing you know, McKinley shot. He dies a couple of weeks later, and he becomes president. And guess who he asked to be his advisor? Booker T. Washington for seven and a half years. And Booker T. Washington uses connections with Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan and Julian, uh, Julian Rosenwald, the, the founder of Sears, and is able to, to, to move the, the story of African-Americans forward in the South. While not saying that Jim Crow was easy, he navigated it. And Teddy Roosevelt made sure that uh, he knew what it took to get the black boat. And, of course, there's a motorcycle there, which is without a muffler. So we'll do the best we can to get him a muffler. Uh, I will. I think we should have some type of fun. 
to help Absolutely. people doing radio shows on the street. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but, but I just think that I just wanted to tell the story and let people know that we're not ducking our history. We're telling it. Yeah. But we do, what makes us great is not that we're perfect, is that we try to be. And Absolutely. what his quotes are, yeah, and what he did to overcome uh, racism that went back generations and how we work with and change the perception of of uh, people from around the globe, including Teddy Roosevelt. His, Teddy Roosevelt's mom was from the South, whose brothers fought the Confederacy. So he could only dream of what he learned as a kid. But he overcame that. He goes, this guy's genius. He goes, he's a credit to his race, the human race. And he spoke at his, he spoke at his, um, gave his eulogy. He wrote the forward to his last book. So I just thought this was a friendship that people might be able to get some energy from. You know, it's such an amazing, amazing story. I want to remind everybody, Brian Kilmeade is joining us. And um, I know everybody knows Brian from uh, from Fox and Friends and, and everything else he does on Fox News. But uh, Brian is such an accomplished author. And I- I'm always amazed, Brian, that... You dive into this. If you would have mentioned, I, I'm just going to plead honesty here. If you would have mentioned to me, hey, Jeff, what do you know about uh, the connection between uh, Booker T. Washington and Teddy Roosevelt? I'd have to go look it up because it just doesn't come immediately to mind. But it, it gets your attention. So let me ask you. You have you have one option here, Brian. Somebody says to you, okay, you can meet Teddy Roosevelt or you can meet Booker T. Washington. Who do you pick? Well, in the end, I mean, it was easier to be Teddy Roosevelt, even though he had a bad asthma internal issues that kept him out of school. They thought he was going to die as a kid. Yeah. They both, I mean, they both had different lives, but saw greatness in each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, hard, much harder life to be Booker T. Washington. There's no question. Much harder life to be Abraham Lincoln. Yep. But Abraham Lincoln was uh, a, an abusive but well-meaning dad, abject poverty, uh, one year of formal schooling. Uh, Frederick Douglass, born a slave, never knew his father. The mother might have visited him once or twice. Uh, in the middle of the night, he doesn't remember quite well. So these are brutal upbringings. But I'm just trying to say people listening right now have their own challenges. Yep. Just know it is possible. It is possible to have an impactful life. It doesn't mean you have to be rich or famous. Right. It means you can imp- have an impactful life despite your parents, despite your upbringing, despite your financial situation. I found myself thinking more about Napoleon Hill, Norman Vincent Peale, and Anthony Robbins mm-hmm. and wondering what the what what you can learn from this guy then i can't black and white for example when booker t washington writes his stuff he says general armstrong was a mentor of mine mrs Mackey was the one who got me into hampton college and uh when you talk about natalie lord that was the one who taught him how to be a great public speaker i had to look up and get pictures of him to find out if they were white or black i did not know he never mentioned it and to him it's like if you dislike me because of who i am yep that's on you i'm not going to hate you and I also think you can learn from that. There are people that just don't like us, Jeff. We're in the public eye. Yeah. We work for people like us and where people feel fortunate. We got great jobs. Yep. But there are people that don't. And he would not allow these people to have power in his life. He doesn't hate. And for a guy like that, born a slave, not to hate, I think we can learn from that. Oh, Brian, it is it is an inspirational tale, his story, and what you have done with Teddy and Booker T uh, is to bring it back for a new generation, for those of us who might be well-read, might be well-educated, but just don't fully appreciate in 2023, 2024, uh, exactly uh, what uh, was involved in this. So uh, give us just a couple of takeaways. Now, the takeaway, obviously, for yeah. Booker T is this inspirational, you're right, you compare him to uh, Norman Vincent Peale, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking Zig Ziglar and, uh, and John yeah. Maxwell and Anthony Robbins, all these great inspirational <clears throat> folks. Teddy Roosevelt, but, would you find him motivational or would you find him uh, like a, like a oh, detail yeah. guy? Totally. Yeah. This is it. This guy, this guy could, even though he's from seven generations of wealth, this guy saw eye to eye with the average guy. I mean, he when he was police chief, he went up to the cops, he gave them organization, set them up with the academy, set them up with uniforms and told them about ship work. He was out there helping illegal immigrants in New York City and exposing them. Yep. Volunteers, leaves as assistant secretary of the Navy to, be, to fight in a war. They say you can be a general. You know, you're Teddy Roosevelt. He's like, no, I'm a colonel. I don't know anything about the military, only what I read and write. So he ends up being a war hero. I mean, it's unbelievable what this guy accomplished, but he tried. You know, he yep. wrote that book in the arena. When I'm done reading about him, that's just it. He tried. He's not afraid to fail. And the famous dinner that they had together in, in, at the White House. Mm-hmm. The country in certain sections was not ready for a black man to eat with a white or with the white president. And they made it, they villainized Booker T. Washington. But as John McCain said, 
when he lost in 2008, there was a time in America where it was controversial to have a black man in the White House as a guest. Now there'll be a host. And, and that's how far we've come. So before you take a knee before a women's national game or before a 49er football game, think about all the people that did so much to get us where we're at right now, the most successful multicultural country in the history of the world, never perfect, but always trying to be. Oh, my gosh. Brian Kilmeade uh, joining us for a few moments here. Uh, Teddy and Booker T is the latest work. And, Brian, I, I have to ask you again about your process for writing, because all kidding aside, you're pulled in six different directions. You're, you're, you're a vital part of Fox and Friends. You've got everything else that you do at Fox. And, and, and how on earth do you sit down and say, okay, I am going to write such a book? Two and a half years. And the first thing you do is read everything they wrote. And then you do the best you can to read what people write about them. Then you submit the one pager and you see if it's, you think it resonates. They send it out. Then you come back and you go, what are the chapters? They come back and they say too many, too much. And then you write the summaries and they go, bring this one out. Well, then we try to best you can to, to hunt down the pictures. You try to farm out what you can. And then you start blowing up the chapters and sending it to the editor and the historian that I, that I work with. And I say, this is wrong. This is right. You might want to look at this. Teddy Roosevelt's great-grandson, Tweed Roosevelt, was a huge resource for me. He's in the special on Fox Nation. So he was a great-grandson of Teddy Roosevelt, and he knew Teddy Roosevelt's wife, Edith. He used to play there when he was a kid. She outlived him by decades. You know, he died when he was uh, 59, and, and she lived to her 80s. Wow. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of people around that are there to help. You go to Tuskegee, it's a living, breathing memorial to him. And when I went in there and I showed how interested I was, and we, I showed them what I had for the book that wasn't done yet, they saw that it was legitimate. I, I'd like to think so. I don't want to put words in their mouth. But then sure. they started giving me pictures that have not been out before. And I went with the archivist who saw that I was passionate about it. And the first thing he said is, you should have come to me sooner, which was interesting. Mm. I thought, I'm like, I don't want to bother these guys. I don't know if right. they'd give me the time of day. And they just said, come earlier. Wow. Wow. Now, you mentioned a special on Fox Nation. Let, let everybody know about this, because I, I, I'm yeah. unfortunately unaware of it. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's going to be on the channel. It was supposed to be on the channel three weeks ago, but the war started. I get okay. it. Okay. It's going to be on Saturday, uh, one of these Sundays at uh, 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, it is Teddy and Booker T. If you go to Fox Nation, you get the, uh, you get the app. It's awesome. You guys are going to love it. You also could see the radio show yep. that streams there live. And uh, you just click on it. In one hour, you have an idea of of the sights and sounds of the book you're going to read. I go to the places. Okay. I talk to the people. And and I think you're going to learn a lot. I, I'm excited about it, Brian. And the best way for folks to get it. Now, remember, we got, look, Hanukkah's starting tomorrow. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be day eight before we can get the book in people's hands. But Christmas, we got a little lead-up time here. So what's the best way for people to get copies of the book? Yeah, thank you for that, Jeff. It's uh, briankillme.com. If you want it personalized, just go... Just click on that. It'll go to my local bookstore, and we'll get it out to you. Okay. All right. So, BrianKillMe.com. Absolutely. People should get it personalized. Put me down for one, would you? Because I'd, I'd love to have one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. BrianKillMe.com. I want people to get that. And uh, tell me a little bit. You mentioned what's going on in New York. You guys, I mean, I love you guys. I love visiting there. But, man, I got to tell you, in this day and age, I'm so happy to leave New York City uh, when I have to go there. I just don't even recognize it anymore. Well, I mean, they're, they're rebuilding something. So I'm standing in front of Penn Station right now. They're rebuilding the whole thing. They're, they're handling the garden. I think that's great. Around my neighborhood was all scaffolding. They're getting it better, but they cannot get businesses back. There are so many empty stores, not as bad as some places I've been visiting. But still, the retail is trouble, and, and shoplifting is real. And it's really destroying so many businesses. There is no margin for profit. So they're just closing up. And then there's, you know, there's the average thing that's happening in our country with retail. Yep. And between those two things, it's a challenge. But to get an apartment, the numbers are getting through the roof. You still have a great time here. There's still so much to do. But mm -hmm. security is absolutely an issue. Yeah. Um, and it's uneven. We just need better leadership. I'll take this mayor over the last one. Right. But we need better leadership, and we got to empower, empower the cops, just like in your city and every yep. city. Well, you know, Brian, I'm an ex-cop, so I, I look at those images yeah. from Penn Station or Grand Central the other day, where those cops were inside hiding, and I was just, uh, I was, I was just appalled at, uh, at, uh, at all of that. Hey, uh, you're out on Long Island most of the time. Are you going to, uh, you going to put your hat in the ring for uh, this George Santos congressional seat? Yeah, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to run. I'm going to give okay. it all up. 
Okay. I'm going to end my book tour. Uh, no, Tom Swazi's going to be tough. He looks at himself as a moderate, huge ego. Uh, but the Republicans have a, have an Army veteran coming running out. Uh, they got about 12 people want that seat. They got to decide by tomorrow who's going to rent or go there. But he's got to be better than George Santos, an embarrassment to the country. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I'll tell you that. I, that's, I, I'll leave it at that. I, I, I somehow, I don't know if it's true. I feel a book for George Santos. Do you not? Absolutely, and it'll be on your show, Jeff. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Brian. I always appreciate you making the time. So again, best way to get this book because you want it personalized. BrianKillMead.com. BrianKillMead.com. Uh, anything else we need to know about, sir? That's it, Jeff. Thanks so much, man. Uh, thanks so much to your audience and love Richmond. We love you, man. Thank you so much. That is Brian Kilbert. Seriously, the latest book is called uh, Teddy and Booker T, Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T Washington. I, I did not know about the the parallels, the connections, the inspirational part of it. Honest to goodness, motivational like you would not believe. So go to that website. Get it now. BrianKilmead.com. It is 350 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday afternoon. Thanks again to uh, Brian Kilby from Fox News for dropping by. Great book, uh, Teddy and uh, Booker T, that you need to check out. Uh, inspirational. Inspirational, which again is, is probably not what uh, most of us would have thought if you would have thrown the name uh, Teddy Roosevelt or Booker T. Washington out. But absolutely positively inspirational so thanks again to uh, to brian kilmead we're going to put that book in the uh, jeff katz book club and make it easy click through to that but you can also go to uh, brian kilmead.com brian kilmead.com all right some other things that uh, we have to deal with the uh sheriff of chesterfield county my friend uh, carl leonard is going to be here tomorrow afternoon it's going to be here at uh, 335. And he's got some, uh, well, he's got a really, 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 really big announcement. And I'm telling you right now, you do not want to miss his announcement. This is some big, or I'm just going to say, you don't want to miss his announcements. All right? Simple as that. And while we're uh, poking around down there in Chesterfield County, thank God. That uh, awful Commonwealth's attorney is soon to be the former Commonwealth's attorney. But you remember how she was going after law enforcement officers? She was uh, demeaning members of the Chesterfield County Police Department. She had some crazy charges here, some crazy charges there. Uh, you know, the guy who was, who was alleged to be seeking child sex activity, that she was totally cool with. But... I do want you to let let you know that uh, the charges against a deputy sheriff, Andrew Trammell, have now been null-prossed. You remember Andrew Trammell? He was charged with reckless handling of a firearm for an incident that had occurred off-duty at his residence when a single round was accidentally discharged into a bedroom wall while he was handling one of his personal handguns after removing the magazine, he believed it uh, to be safe. Trammell reported the incident promptly per the official policy of the sheriff's office. The homeowner and Trammell reside at the residence. They were the only ones present. No one was harmed. No one was injured. But because the Commonwealth's attorney had such a vendetta against Sheriff Carl Leonard, well, frankly, any and all law enforcement in Chesterfield County. She went after this kid. He's 23 years old. She went after him with these ridiculous charges of reckless handling of a firearm. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So finally, after a a number of continuations, the case came before the general district court. It was heard by a, uh, a special judge handled by a special prosecutor. They were both from other jurisdictions. And the special prosecutor requested the matter be null prost. In other words, thrown away. Declined to prosecute. And the judge agreed. So this kid who has been out of uniform since the charge has now been restored to full duty. He's back in uniform. And he's on his normal shift assignment with the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office. Good. Never, ever should have been charged. Never. And now you see why the people of Chesterfield County got so fed up so disgusted with the Commonwealth's attorney down there that they said she's got to go. She's got to go. There were people who said, oh, well, you know, I'm a Republican. And, and isn't she a Republican? Maybe she is. Maybe she, who the hell knows? And quite frankly, who cares? So there is a, uh, a new Commonwealth's attorney, as you know, Aaron Barr, taking office uh, soon. Not soon enough, but soon. And uh, then the, uh, the current Commonwealth attorney can go back to uh, private practice of law. Good for her. I mean, you know, really. It, it, it's fine. You, you, you did what you did. And uh, I don't even need to use her name. It's, it's just, you know, it's done, which is a good thing. All right. Uh, coming up at uh, 435, while we're talking about uh, legal things, law enforcement and the like, the sheriff in the uh, city of Richmond, once again, once again, is in the news for all the wrong reasons. Normally, it seems that Sheriff Antoinette Irving is in the news when an inmate dies at the Richmond City Jail. Or there's some egregious overtime overruns. Or there's shortfalls. Or there's this. Or there's that. And Well, this time, it's because the council that actually governs jails in Virginia said, hey, you got to fix this place up. They're talking about forgery. Talking about the lack of uh, security rounds by the by the deputies. That's just one of the issues we'll uh, we'll talk about with Mike Dickinson at uh, four thirty-five. Quick reminder about the uh, text line: eight three three eight zero four eleven forty eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Let us uh, spend a little bit of time in Congress. All right, this is something I really, really, really think we need to do. The testimony that we have been hearing in Congress is so absolutely appalling. It is disgusting. The idea that anyone on a college campus can run around calling for the the murder of Jewish students, the murder of Jewish professors, the murder of all Jews anywhere, and not face any consequences is incredible. Let me give you another example. Uh, Again, Congresswoman... Elise Stefanik. She is a graduate of Harvard. She has in front of her in this particular clip the president of the University of Pennsylvania, cut number seven. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews. Does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, 
It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. Damn right it is. Of course the answer is yes. Of course, for any decent human being, the answer is yes. How does there have to be an action? Well, you know, look, I mean, we'll, we'll do something about it if these people actually go and, you know, kill a Jew. But until that time, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, we, you know, I, I don't like that language. Okay, good. Well, that's a start. But uh, I, I can't tell you that just calling for the uh, murder of Jews on campus is, is necessarily a, a bad thing. You can't? I mean, really? What, you, <laughs> what exactly are you waiting for? What is so difficult? How can you not say, of course that's wrong? I'm going to ask you to pick any other group. Any group. I don't care which group. Just pick a group. You pick any group you'd like. Now, you tell me. Could you, on a college campus at Harvard or Penn or MIT or, uh, I don't know, VCU, well, could you walk around and say, we should kill all the... Go ahead, pick pick a group. Pick a visible group. I don't care which one. Pick a group. We should kill all the black students. Of course not. And you know what? You'd be ditched. You're going to have to leave. We should kill all of the Asian professors. No, of course not. Inexcusable. You'd be kicked off the campus. Walk around and say, oh, we should kill all the Jews. We should kill all the Jewish students. We should kill all the Jewish professors. We should kill all the Jews. And these morons who are the presidents of these universities going, well, you know, that's, uh, we don't know, we don't know. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. 414, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. From Television City in Hollywood. This one I think I'm going to get right. Uh, is it good times? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Norman Lear passed away, 101 years old. Norman Lear was an absolutely brilliant guy. My God, responsible for so many incredible uh, <laughs> incredible uh, sitcoms. And uh, Jeremy, I'm just going to share everything with everybody today. It's just one of those days. Uh, Jeremy's saying, look, everything is how it's supposed to be on my end. I got you, brother. It's, it's, it's all on my end. I don't know if I tripped over a court. I swear to you, I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll keep it all together as best we can. Uh, we're going to revisit our conversation with Brian Kilmeade at 535. And uh, Kilmeade is just, he's just one of those guys. I love having him on the program. I love watching him. On Fox, I, I love uh, appearing on Fox and Friends with him. It's just, it's just a great, great uh, situation with him. He's a cool dude, and he's brilliant. Like people don't realize. Like, I, I think people watch him and go, "Oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's he's a good guy. Seems like a regular guy, and he is a regular guy. But he's a really smart regular guy, and he's done really well as a regular guy. And he's got a brand new book out." takes him a couple of years to write these books. This one is called uh, Teddy and Booker T, about Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T. Washington. And I'll tell you what, it's inspirational. It's motivational. You know, that's one of the things that, uh, that I do, right? I, I, I do these, these great speeches. I think they're great. I think they're great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yep, yep. Anyway, so uh, I, I think the speeches are great. I got one coming up this, uh, this Friday, but... Uh, I look at all of these great people who have provided inspirational things over the years, and, and some of the names are the ones that you think of right off the bat, right? Yeah. 
we're thinking the Zig Ziglers and the John Maxwells and the Norman Vincent Peels and uh, uh, the Dale Carnegies and all that. Well, I got news for you. When you take a look at Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T. Washington, boy, just great stuff there. Just great stuff. So we'll revisit that whole thing with uh, Brian Kilmeade. We'll do that at 535. We're, we're rescheduling, right, Germ? We've got uh, Mike Dickinson with the very latest on all of his investigative reporting. He'll be with us at 505 as we get all of this sorted out. And I raise my, uh, my white flag and say I surrender to the gods of electric. And I, and I hope that my friends from, uh, from ELS will come and take pity on me and please fix whatever the heck I did over here, all right? It is 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday, and we are on. Now we're slogging our way through everything. We'll make it all work. That's uh, that's the effort here. I am uh, trying to get that done. Anyway, I am sitting in the midst of a pile of, of wires and cords and plugs and trying to figure out what it is that's doing this and not doing that. But at the moment, it's all working, which means... We get to chat with my buddy Mike Dickinson. Mike uh, is with us regularly every Wednesday, and sometimes when we, we've got to juggle things, he's kind enough to uh, make the uh, juggle work. He is doing the investigative reporting, the real journalism that we, we just don't see anymore. And uh, he always reminds me, I, I say this to you, Mike, you, you always remind me now of, of Andy No. I think you and Andy are two of the finest, uh, I guess, citizen journalists that you can imagine. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, Jeff. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to have you with us. So, listen, you, you got a lot of stuff going on. Today was the day you were you were going to pay eight hundred dollars, right, to Henrico County? Yes, that is paid. So they are going through the documents. Um, Shannon Taylor's emails between Shannon Taylor and emails concerning Jimmy Lee Jarvis and Susanna Gibson. I have paid it, and so I guess they're going through the legal. Um, legal debriefing of the emails to make sure there's nothing, I guess, potentially criminal in them before they release them to me. Wow. All right. So uh, just remind everybody who the players are in this. We hear Shannon Taylor. We know she's the Commonwealth's attorney. Who else are you mentioning there? So Shannon Taylor is the Democrat Commonwealth attorney of Henrico County. Um, She, Susanna Gibson, was a now former candidate for the House of Delegates, the the adult uh, entertainment queen who was posting sex videos online. Right. And we know that somebody somebody from her office, from Shannon Taylor's office, tipped off Susanna Gibson that some claims were coming in. And we want to know who. We want to know if, if Shannon Taylor had anything to do with that and if she was covering up um, illegal behavior by Susanna Gibson. That's the first thing. The second thing is Jimmy Lee Jarvis. This guy, what a clown. He's a member of the Richmond Democrats. And he made the bomb threat against the Andy No event and posted it on, on Twitter, the alleged bomb threat. It was a cartoon with a, right. with a, with a box that said dynamite. It's pretty obvious it's a bomb threat. Yeah. Um, but if you want to believe uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Lee, Jimmy Lee Jarvis's attorney, it was just a comedy, comedy. Um, so we want to see if there's any communication, email communication in, in Shannon Taylor's office regarding Jimmy Lee Jarvis, because we also know that Shannon Taylor has taken pictures with both of them. She's tweeted with both of them or, or X with both of them extensively right. online. Right. They run in the same social circles. They're friends. Right. right. So I'm um, taking a look at this. You on, uh, on X, and I want to remind everybody about your social X. media handle. Tell everybody about that, would you, Mike? Mike D for RVA. Okay, Mike D for RVA is how you can uh, find all the stuff. So I'm looking at some of the stuff you have posted here, and uh, I guess it's what uh, blah blah blah. September is when the uh, the charges were filed. September the 29th, and it says here there's going to be something in court uh, on January the first, 2024. Do we know what that is? So today was Jimmy Lee Jarvis's preliminary hearing in Henrico County. Okay. At which time they, they present the evidence to the judge, and he sees if it's enough to move forward, and they read the charges to you, and you, you, um, you say you understand the charges, and you let them know you have an attorney. So that was today's procedure. January 11th is the, is the next court hearing. It says adjudicator, adjudicator, adjudicatory, 
So that means that it's either going to be dispensed either at that point in time, Jimmy Lee Jarvis will elect to have a trial or there'll be a plea bargain between now and then. And we need to keep up the pressure on Shannon Taylor to let her know no plea bargains. This guy needs to be held accountable. Now, is this guy in uh, Henrico County Jail or is he posted bond? He posted he posted an RORR return of uh, recognizance bond um the day after his arrest so he is out and about it's strange that he deleted he used to be a loud mouth on social media he deleted all of that now he deleted all of that oh interesting because i know you had uh i know you had uh some of the uh the old tweets and then the messages he sent on x and i had seen them there but uh so he's deleted those posts has he also deleted his actual accounts do you know his actual his actual ex Twitter account is it got suspended for the bomb threat or the or the the alleged the alleged card it got suspended and then he went along and he deleted his Facebook page and he's invisible on on social media now which is kind of funny because during the riots in Richmond he was Mister Mister Social Media promoting all the riots and now he doesn't have anything to say. Wow. Okay. Is he still part of the Richmond City Democrat? Uh, establishment? Well, strangely enough, the Democrats, both the Richmond Democrats and the Virginia Democrats and Abigail Spanberger and Jennifer McClellan, all of the big Democrats have said absolutely nothing about this. They have plenty of time to attack John McGuire for yeah. going to D.C. on January 6th and, uh, you know, attack anybody in the world that ever says anything good against President Trump. But God forbid one of their own makes a bomb threat. They're not going to talk about that. They have nothing to say about it. Mm-hmm. Pure hypocrisy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, th- to me, that's fascinating that, uh, again, even if, regardless of the party, if somebody's doing this, you would probably say, yeah, I, I think uh, you got to step back from this and uh, and be done with it. But uh, it's, it's I, I guess not. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I guess everything. There have been okay. plenty of events. The Democrats have had plenty of events that I don't like, and I've never made a bomb threat against them. The people, right. I mean, most people, most, most, most people with common sense have never made a bomb threat against somebody they don't like or an right. event they don't like. That's right. And, you know, that's just like the, the new era of the Democrats, these young, radical Democrats, the ones that you see in the streets supporting Hamas and supporting, supporting all the violence. These are the ones that, the ones that were out there in the streets during the riots of 2020. Yep. They're okay with the violence. They're okay with the violent threats. And, and it's just something that has changed in their mental internity where they're okay with violence to achieve their goals. It is absolutely appalling. Now, you know, Mike, uh, I was watching the uh, testimony of these uh, college presidents from Harvard and MIT and Penn in front of Congress where they're, uh, they, they just don't understand what the issue is uh, about running around saying you're going to kill all the Jews. What's the situation down at uh, VCU these days? It's terrible. They, they do these, pro, these pro-Hamas uh, rallies almost every week, weekend now down at Monroe Park. And the VCU administration won't say anything about it. They won't do anything about it. And the thing that's frustrating to me is that, you know, Glenn Youngkin, he has the Board of Visitors. He has a majority of his appointees on the Board of Visitors at VCU and at George Mason. George Mason is terrible. I mean, the stuff that's going on up there with the targeting and harassment of Jewish, um, of Jewish students is terrible. It's ten times worse than VCU. Um, but but Youngkin has the Board of Visitors there, too, and they could go through and they could fire a bunch of these professors and eliminate these people that are allowing this to go on. But for some reason, you know, Youngkin's appointees just want to sit there and, you know, they want to go to they want to be on the Board of Visitors, but they don't want to actually do anything. And that's frustrating to me yeah. because, you know, as well as I do, Jeff, if I was on the Board of Visitors, I would be raising hell. VCU would be turned upside down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you're an alum, right? Yes, I'm an alum, three-time alumni. I'd be going there. I'd be firing all these people, and we'd be getting things done. But it just seems like the Board of Visitors that Glenn Youngkin himself appointed, they don't want to do anything about it. And it's just very maddening to me that you see all these people, you know, they get this appointment, which is a nice appointment, but they don't want to do anything. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Mike, I want everybody to follow you because you are you're covering these stories again. There's nobody else covering them, and thank God you're doing this sort of work. I think you're doing a great, great job. Like I said, you and Andy know every day uh, inspire me with this uh, citizen reporting that you're doing, this real investigative journalism. How do people follow you on X, and uh, can they follow you on Facebook as well? Yes, on X it is the it is Mike D for RVA. And then on Facebook, it is the real Mike Dickinson. And I appreciate that, Jeff. I just, you know, what's going on in the city of Richmond is just so bad. And somebody has to do something because, I mean, I've always been somebody that if everything's burning down, I'm going to try to save someone and say, do what I can. And, you know, they've already done everything they can do to me. They can't do anything else to hurt me. And and words don't hurt me that they say so. I just want to try to save save the city. I hear you. And by the way, I don't know if you can get a post, but, you know, the Richmond Public uh, School Board just doubled their own salary. That's a good gig to have as well. And they won't even they won't even release the results of the of the graduation shooting. Right. To the public. I mean, the public deserves to know what happened there. And they're covering for LeVar, Sony, but they won't even do that. And they're going to pay themselves more. Sure, take a take a pay raise, but don't do the hard job. I know it's crazy, Mike. I appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate you being able to uh, shift on the fly with the time with the uh, the tech stuff, and we will talk again next week. That is Mike Dickinson. Follow him over on X. Follow him on Facebook. Uh, he's he's diving into stories that nobody else is following, nobody else is looking at. He does a great great job with it. It is five fifteen. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Oh, I know way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those, Those were, were the days. days. And you knew when you were then. Girls were girls and men were men. Well, let's not go too far out of the limb there, Mr. Bunker. Finally! I know I got that one right. What am I? I'm, 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 uh... One for three now. Yes, of course, all in the family. All in the family, if you uh, are of a certain age, and I guess I am of a certain age. I mean, I was a kid when it was on, but man, it was like earth-shattering television. It was absolutely in your face, and there were so many issues addressed that had never, ever been addressed. That's all Norman Lear creation. The Norman Lear, I think, my money, brilliant guy. I was never a fan of his politics, to be perfectly blunt, but that's okay. Creative, uh, I would say a genius. I don't think I'm uh, speaking out of turn when I say that Norman Lear was a genius. Well, he passed away today, 101 years old. My God, 101 years old. That is, you know, pretty, pretty good run, if you ask me. I mean, it really is. And he leaves behind a legacy of groundbreaking television. The first thing that he did that most of us knew of would have been that program, All in the Family. Now, if you are younger, I'm thinking about my sons. My sons, I can guarantee, have never seen All in the Family. They've probably never seen um, The Jeffersons, which was a spinoff from All in the Family. They've they've never seen Good Times. Uh, They've never seen, well, they've frankly never seen any Norman Lear stuff. And that's a bad thing, because I really do believe that he he made a huge difference. He made a gigantic difference. And I'm uh, what can I tell you? I'm just sorry to uh, to see him go. All right, uh, we got a lot of stuff that uh, we we've tried to get through today, and I apologize from the bottom of my heart for some of the uh, technical uh, difficulties that we have encountered. Uh, I'm hoping that we've kind of uh, rectified it. And, and for uh, the first time in a long time, it's, it's here. Yeah, it's here at Casa Cats. It doesn't often happen that way, but it is. It's honest to goodness. And I don't know if I got just too much stuff here. Well, I know I got too much stuff, but I'm talking about the electrical portion of it. I am going to post some of those photos online on social media so you can take a look at uh, my adventure here. And we lost power, and then the power came back. But eh, there was just nothing working. <laughs> it seems to have come through. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to remind you, Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard is going to be here. He's got a huge announcement. Make no mistake, you do not want to miss Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard joining us tomorrow afternoon. 
at uh, three thirty-five. the The announcement I think is going to I think it's going to shock a lot of people. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, maybe one or two people that uh, might be happy about it. Who knows? There might be even be a a few people that are just downright angry. Uh, no, well. They're going to be some shocked people. That's that's all I'm going to say. So please, tomorrow afternoon at uh, 3:35, make sure you are here for that. We got a lot of stuff that uh, we're going to process, if you will, uh, before we head off on that uh, end of year vacation. It's been this way for what now, going on 11 years. Like the last two weeks is how it normally works. It's like 10 days, but it's all around Christmas and New Year's. And I get the chance to do things that don't involve talking on the radio here. And as much as I love it, it is nice to get a little bit of a break. So that uh, that is going to happen. Uh, Germ, do me a favor. Just grab any piece that we've got time for because the, uh, the laptop just died because that was one of the things that I had to unplug. Uh, just grab any piece, if you would, of the, uh, the Ivy League people in front of Congress. But if you are talking to a prospective uh, student's family, a, Jew- a Jewish student's family right now, could you look them in the eye and tell them that their son or daughter would be safe and feel safe and welcome on your campus? We are absolutely committed to student safety. Yes, but I didn't ask that question about your commitment. I said, could you look them in the eye right now, the family of a prospective Jewish student, and assure them that their son or daughter would feel safe and welcome on your campus? We are taking every step to ensure their physical and their psychological safety. So yes or no to my question, though. Did you want to answer it? Yeah. Well, I guess the answer is no. I'm just going to go out on a limb there and tell you that the answer would appear to be uh, no. No, you could not do that. Coming up at uh, 535, we're going to revisit that uh, chat we had with Brian Kilmeade from Fox News. Really great stuff. And this new book of his, uh, Teddy and uh, Booker T. Boy, absolutely inspirational. We will uh, share that again at uh, 535. It's Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.